It's so crazy. You know how, and I love how God speaks differently through like the words and stuff. Yes. Uh, but you know how before the priest, they would enter the temple and they would have to do all these rituals and like put on all these things to be in the presence of God. If not, like they would like, mm-hmm. um, and then you know how Jesus came obviously toward the veil in two. And like now we have direct access yes. through Jesus. Yes. And I heard it in this podcast, that podcast that I sent you of those two guys yes, that in yes. the fire and he was saying, like, now we are the temple. And I was like, oh. like, I know that because it says, like, we are the temple. But it didn't, it didn't hit me the way that it did when he said that. I said, I am the temple that, like, before the priest would have to go in and, like, do all these rituals, obey all these things, put on all the armor or whatever, mm-hmm. before they could be in the presence wow. of God. And I was like, and now God chose me to house Ooh. his spirit. I said, what? Well, welcome back, you guys, to another episode of our podcast. We're so excited for what (laughs) conversation God has in store today. Hey, 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 I just hit the mic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like right there. No, hi, friend. We appreciate you. Um, so, you know, before we get it started, we want to get kick it off with a few little icebreaker questions. Ooh. So, my first icebreaker question for you, Yusuf. Can I, can I start something real quick, yes. though? I want to tell you what happened last night. I was like, because oh. I'm literally going to tell Annalise for the podcast. So, tell me why, right? You know, she went to sleep really early. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Yesenia, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, so, tell me why I went to sleep really early and I was like I'm gonna get some good sleep we're gonna be good for the podcast tomorrow like we're gonna be good tell me why I wake up at 2 30 in the morning and I'm like bro I was like okay let me just go back to sleep it's fine and then I hear noises I hear like a full conversation happening and I said bro I was like I know I do not hear conversations right now I get closer to my window because the neighbor's driveway is like right there Uh and so I said maybe like someone's outside but having a conversation at two in the morning 2 30 in the morning what what is this you know acting like i haven't been out at that like time of night and so then there's nothing there and then i said bro uh-uh i was like i'm done i was like if someone breaks in this house i was like i'm gonna be with my family upstairs not down here by myself and so then i go upstairs and i check if my grandma's in her room and she's in her room and little jose luis is with her because from my understanding my little cousins were coming over the two little ones not the two older ones two little ones they're fine. My sister, I try to open her door so I can go to sleep with her. Tell me why her door's locked. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, no. So I said, let me call her. And guess what? It goes straight to voicemail. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I checked the other room to see um, if Adriana's in there. And I was like, okay, she's in there. Everybody's up here. But why? There's still, like, a conversation happening. And I said, bro, this cannot be happening right now. Like, what's going on? I bang on my sister's door. She opens. She's like, what's going on? And I was just like, dude, there's a conversation happening. And she gets, there's, a conversation. there's a conversation happening, right? Like a full 2.30. Like if you're going to rob the house, be a little bit more mindful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like don't be having a full yeah, conversation about how, it's about, right, about how it's about to go down. And so then my sister gets out and she's looking at me and I'm like, you heard that? And she's like, yeah. This girl goes back into her room. I'm thinking she's looking out the window. I go back into her room. <laughs> and she went back to sleep. Girl went back to sleep. <laughs> I love her. My I dude, her. I said, 
I can, you really about to leave me fending here for myself. And I'm like, hermana, I'll say, get up. I was like, there's a conversation happening. And then she gets up again. She's like, oh my gosh. And then she's listening and she's listening. And she's like, no, I hear it. And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what are we going to do? I was like, what do I do? At this point, I'm mouthing. Let's go get knives in the kitchen. Right. I'm mouthing to her because I'm like, if they're making a plan, like we need to make a plan, but it, our plan cannot be audible like their plan. You know what I'm saying? This whole thing's <laughs> going through my head. Right. Literally. And I'm like, Shadi, call 911, right? But <laughs> my sister goes, it's Sebastian. And I said, what? And I said, nope, only the little ones are here. She goes, I'm pretty sure it's Sebastian, and it's coming from that downstairs room. And I said, okay, well, let's go downstairs, because I'm not going to go by myself. We go downstairs. We knock on the door, and Sebastian's like, oh, hey, hey. And I was like, Sebastian, you almost gave me a heart attack. He goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, I'm like, no, I'm just glad you're okay. And I go downstairs. I'm like, bro. I literally almost <laughs> called the cops. I almost made a full blown plan. Bro, legitimately, I thought that's what I was going to do. But at first, I was making a plan with in my head about how me and my sister were about to save everybody. Could you imagine if the cops would have shown up and what they would have said? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have been so embarrassed. And then, honestly, it would have been a good story because I feel like it's a good story. But it's just like, that's where my it mind still goes. Is a good story. It still is a good story. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was fun. So That is fun. <laughs> that's what I um, wanted to tell you. you had I had a paragraph like texted to you. I'm like, so glad you waited. <laughs> and I was like, let me just wait to tell her. <laughs> Well, I kind of started putting two and two together when we were upstairs talking about like your how my your cousin. cousin was here. But then I was like, oh, okay. And then now when you said the story, I'm like, oh, I know where this is. Bruh, going. I should have <laughs> woken him up this morning. I should have been like. But I was like, you know what? Let me Wait, consider. Right. In the morning. I remember <laughs> being 16, being told, "Be quiet, Isenia," and I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being 16 and my parents coming into my room and then they're like, "Are you on the phone?" Because you know you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like hiding it and then I'm like no and let me see your phone and I'm just like I hope the person I'm on the phone just hangs up like you know like if you hear they they sure did (laughs) that's a good friend (laughs) that's a good friend a good Elvin (laughs) (laughs) poor Elvin I would fall asleep all the time on the phone with him (laughs) if you watch oh man I was gonna mention a show but never mind (laughs) (laughs) okay Anyways, let's get back to the icebreaker questions. (laughs) So, the first icebreaker question is, what would you remove from your day to make it easier? What would I remove from my day to make it easier? I know, girl, that one stumped me too. Well, you know why? Because the first answer I think of, like, automatically, if I'm not going to sit here and think about it, is myself. I think I'm my biggest... But you can't remove yourself. No, I'm not, like... Not in a really pessimistic way, but it just goes to show that sometimes you are the you are the one in your way. And I, if I know one thing about my life and like the way that my brain kind of functions, I'm my biggest enemy. Like I'm the one who gets in my way most because anything else, like I mean, I'm single. You know, I'm 28. I like I'm I don't have like much responsibilities. Like too much. I've lived a very blessed life. Like hallelujah. Yeah, you know, thank God. But there's not much that I'm like, oh, okay, you know? So it's like, m- when I say me, that kind of puts into a whole category of like, you know, maybe the anxiety that I get sometimes, yeah. maybe like the sadness that'll hit me sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm the one who gets in my way. So I would just remove like my mindset of like, of believing certain thoughts in the day 
Yeah. Or like that kind of just, um, I guess, what is it, flow into the rest of the day. Because sometimes you can wake up anxious, you can wake up sad, or you can wake up unmotivated or whatever it is. Like, oh, today just sucks. Or something happens, you know, like you get up and you're just tired. And then you drop the pan or something like that. Or you drop the egg, like the other day the egg rolled off the counter or something. And I was like, man, like, you know, it was just you like one thing after, the right? Well, it just, you go, it almost starts to reaffirm the mindset of like, this day sucks, you yeah. know? And so for me, it would be removing kind of my mindset sometimes of just believing like, oh, this is it. You kind of make me want to change my answer. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because you just like opened my eyes. Like that was such a good answer. <laughs> like, like everyone's head, like, I'm it's like, not that deep. I'm like, but it is. No, it deep. really is that deep. <laughs> Thank you. It is that deep. <laughs> um, no, but like, it's so funny. Cause when I, when I was thinking of this question, I was like, man, like I'm always busy. <laughs> <laughs> so Stays busy. I just feel like my answer immediately was just like, man, I'm just, I would change the fact some, that sometimes I'm just always busy, you know? Mm. And I would change it too for you. <laughs> I know. I know you would. <laughs> but with hearing you say that makes me feel like, you know what? Like, you're absolutely right, dude. My overthinking gets in my way so much. Yeah. Especially, like, at night. Like, I can't even sleep sometimes because my mind is just literally... It's like... I don't know if you guys deal with this at home. To all my overthinkers, man, I'm here. We're here. Like we're I'm sorry here. if I'm being so but like, trying to fix this. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, but... Submit yourself, Mike. <laughs> but um, I just, like... It's like a... It's like a like a video playing every single scene yeah. in my head, like that happened all throughout the day. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, my initial response was that I am very busy sometimes. And like, especially on Saturdays, uh, you know, like I've kept myself so busy on Saturdays and, you know, sometimes I just want to like sleep in and, you know, wake up, do breakfast with my family and just, chill and everything but I want that for you too <laughs> so it brings me to my next question okay what would be your dream job oh man and I know this one so you know what would be my dream job well from things that you told me that's yeah. what I'm going off of <laughs> two things come to mind because when I think job I think like working for somebody else but I think like the main thing that I would want to like at which I know what you're thinking it's <laughs> like I, it's so weird because I know only eight people are listening, which is our family and friends, <laughs> but um, even admitting it because, okay, Yesenia, just answer the question. Um, a coffee shop and juice bar would be, okay. that, that would definitely be something that I would love to do. Um, and then we go back to the first question where it's like, I'm my biggest enemy. Mm -hmm. I'm, the one, I'm the one who's been in the way of that dream but secondly um I always wanted to be like a journalist I remember growing up I first I wanted to be a pediatrician then I wanted to be a journalist um, I didn't know about the pediatrician yeah I, I want well that. I wanted to be a doctor because my mom's friend um really young he was like a really close friend um they were like the three little what the three little amigos her my mom and then her other best friend yeah three months good tears <laughs> there you go um and he died early on from cancer and I remember the last conversation we had um, before he basically couldn't speak anymore because he had a surgery. And he said, um, he goes basically something along the lines of like, you know, like you're going to be a really good doctor one day. And I remember that and I'm just like, 
I'm going to find the cure to cancer. Like I really thought, like I I really thought, and I remember reading this one book about sharks and something that they found in sharks to help prevent cancer or something like that. Mm. So my mindset was, and somehow that equated to pediatrician was, which doesn't match up, but (laughs) I also (laughs) had still in the medical field. (laughs) I had a really good pediatrician who inspired me and she even offered for me to like go on rounds with her, like during the summer, but that's awesome. I didn't know that. But you see, and then that goes to show you guys, like if there's one thing I always advocate to, and I think Natalie's the one I'm always telling, like, because I'm, like, preaching at her to, like, not preaching at her, but, like, telling her, Natalie, like, and she is, she's just, like, a go-getter, like, she, like, I love that little girl, like, she is so creative, and she does so many things, and, like, she goes after, and it's so admirable, and I want her to, like, pursue everything without fear, just because it's been such a big part in my life, that I'm, like, no, you are going to go after your dreams. You're going to accomplish all of them and you're going to do everything. <laughs> I see the mice. I love uh, you. <laughs> Period. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be in it is that deep though. My eyes didn't get tired. <laughs> exactly. It has to. Um, for me, honestly, I, I would really, really, really love to do ministry full time. Like to mm. devote all, like my time doing more of my music and focusing on that, that would honestly be my dream job. Um, And I don't know what God has in store in the future, but I do know that, like, going back to the first question, like, I just have to make myself more available to do those things too. And we've had this conversation about, like, you guys, I'm a hairstylist, you know, and I went to school for it. I got my license. I... I feel I am a pretty good hairstylist. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I do have a clientele and all that. But I just really been feeling it in my heart that I just kind of need to take a pause from that because, you guys, I have a full-time job. Um, I full-time work ministry at at church. And then I also do hair on weekends. And that's part of what I'm saying, that I'm always busy. Right. And You have a husband, you have a kid. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like... I'm a full-time mom, full-time wife, full-time worker, and then full-time hair, and then full-time ministry. It's just, it's a lot. And honestly, it's all because of myself. I overwhelm myself. And if there's anything that I've been learning this year, it's just being more intentional with time, with my time with God of just me, myself, Mm -hmm. you know, not just focusing on, on filling myself up to also be used to fill others up, but also just being more intentional to receiving that myself. Mm -hmm. And I think a part of that is to also just not be so busy and be more present, if that makes sense. Not that I'm not present, but you get me. Um, But yeah, so I've just felt like God has told me to just take a pause on doing hair and take my weekends back. And, you know, I just feel like there's something in that I feel less overwhelmed and just I feel like that's that's leading me into the... um, reason for this podcast today, which is obedience versus convenience. You know, it's really convenient for me to please others, which is another thing that I'm working on saying yes to everybody, but being obedient to what God has already been telling me and confirming me that you need to take a break on this, that you need to do this. Like I need to be obedient uh, in support of that so that I can see the way God is going to work in me in other ways too. Mm. So 
going into obedience and convenience, I did look up the um, definitions, and we love I, a definition. I want to dissect. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> so, <clears throat> obedience. The definition for that is compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another authority. Mm. So, I kind of want to go with whatever stood out. What word stood out to you in that definition? Uh, law. Law. Okay. Okay. For yeah. me, it was submission. Um, and I, I love it because you said he's always like, so, like music, like God always speaks to you through music. And yeah. it's so true, guys. Like whenever we're, ta- we're talking, I always refer to like 20 billion songs. That's just how I work. I'm a worshiper, natural born. That's beautiful um, though. <clears throat> so when I, when I saw submission, the immediately thing that I got in my head was, I don't know if you guys know this song. It's like an oldie but a goodie. But it's from William McDowell. And it goes, I give myself away so you can use me. And there's like a part in there that it goes, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. That's good. William McDowell, if you hear this ever in your life, I love that song. (laughs) But that's like the first thing that came to my head because that is submission. It's just like giving mm. our lives, like the Bible verse, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, you know, yeah, uh, resist temptation and the devil flee, you know, like those yeah. like submission verses. So that's what really stood out to me. Why, why do you think law stands out to you? Um, I think law because of how I used to think about obedience. And I think that's how we first came to this obedience versus convenience topic because a lot of my life I saw obedience as like law, you know, because that's how it was framed. And I think my natural and, you know, there's there's some people like this, some are not. Some are like, no, you just do like what God tells you to do. There's something in me and I know it's my flesh that just wants to resist and like push, push against of like a rule or like a law or something like that or being like being anything that's not naturally out of me, you know? So there's like this resistance. So when you say that, um, when it's the definition, you know, and when it's not in the way that I know God intended obedience and the way that he speaks so clearly about it in the Bible, law sticks out to me because that's how I first, that's how my mind first uh, framed obedience. And I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Not I. Not I. It's not what I said. We ain't going to do it. I'm like a bird. I want to (laughs) (laughs) literally literally my dude i love that okay so the definition for convenience is to state i'm sorry excuse me it's the state the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort or difficulty and i know i brought this up we had like a worship night together Mm. with um her grandma and maria and it was just so beautiful you guys they were on the Wise Council episode. Yes, they sure were. Go listen to <laughs> that one. That one was really good. Um, but and I and I shared this with the Asenia that day. Um, but when I read that part, I was like, "Ooh!" What really stood out to me was proceed with something of little effort. Ooh, I was like, I don't not like the sound of no. that guy because <clears throat> when I think of like convenience, I'm like, it's convenient for me to take the back seat 
when I'm scared or fearful because I don't want to go through the process of failure. That's convenient for me. Yeah. Like God knows the end of that. God knows where he's taking me, but because I'm too scared to fail, it's convenient for me to be like, no, not today. Right. <laughs> so Ron Robin that Wait next time. But then I'm just like, so then I'm just like, hmm, like, have you ever felt like you put little effort in anything in your life? And girl, I'm going to say this right now. You know, she always be throwing like fitness, <laughs> fitness references. And I've actually gotten better now, guys. You know, she's been consistent, you know, yeah. trying to remove this mommy weight. You know, being pregnant is, is a lot, guys. <laughs> I'm not pregnant right now, by the way. This was pre-Levi, okay, before he was born. But so then I was just like, okay, like, but God, hold on. Because, like, the things that I don't put, like, effort in is, like, you know, like, in the past, it was, like, diets. You know, I think of, like, exercising in the past. Or, like, in the past when I was in high school and... Let's be honest, I didn't really study, you know, like, can you name things that you put little effort in? Uh, yeah, for sure. I would, it's funny because you brought up high school and like the studying and I would just study the night before and then I would, um, and then somehow I would get an A on the exam. Oh, let's be nice. I would fail. <laughs> but it, yeah, but I forgot it all after, but the things that I would put like little effort in, um, I know this is a little deep, but like myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I definitely put like same. little effort into myself. Um, time for yourself. Time for myself. And I think the, I, why I always bring up the fitness thing is because it is just like a day-to-day thing for me. But it's mm-hmm. just like for me, I've always like kind of battled a little bit with my mental health. And if there's something that fitness has taught me is like, how strong like you are capable of being and I love how it kind of puts it into action like you know like I am not like as weak as my mind makes me feel sometimes and for and I might feel that for a lyric (laughs) yeah but but the thing is it's like I have felt so weak mentally and what the gym has given me like it's more than just aesthetic for me it's it's like this mental thing of like hey like you you can be strong and it's I'll be in the gym and I'll be like on my last two reps. I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit. Okay, God, like this is where you take over. I can't do these last two reps. And it puts into action these things. But it's like when I have put little effort in the gym before where I kind of just like did it with no purpose or no intention. And it was for something just so shallow as like, you know, my physical appearance. It didn't, there was nothing motivating about it. But when you go in like week to week or day to day and like you push your body beyond the limits of what you think it's capable of, it does something to you mentally of like, oh, like I can also do this up here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I did only used to live, lift 10 pound weights and now I could do like 17 and a half. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that progression, but it happened slowly and I'm like, oh, that can happen with my mind. But guess what? I had to show up. Yeah. I had to put in the work. Get I had to put in. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put in the effort, you know? <laughs> and it's not, I don't think quick fixes does anything for you, like spiritually, like I and again I know I relate it, but if if you just go into like the spiritual high, like you are going to lack the steadfastness that's needed in our walk on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it does nothing for you to just like get spiritually high at a retreat or like a Sunday service or something like that when your 
the things that are going to get you through the valley is your daily bread. Amen. So, yeah. yeah I've uh, that, that right there, what you said with um, that you're not as weak as your feelings make you feel. Mm. It reminded me of that verse in Naomi Rain's song. I forgot what the name of the song is right now, but she says, my feelings aren't, fa-. and I've got to face the fact that my feelings aren't fact. Mm. It's that. Because yep. like, yeah, we all have feelings and our feelings are valid. But sometimes they're just they're just a thoughts and a wave of our emotions. They're not more valid than yeah. the word of God Amen. and the truth that Ooh. he's already spoken. Like that's the thing. She's it's speaking. that it comes second to the one I know is true. And I've said this before. Amen. I like you at one point, and again, everyone's on their own mental health journey. This is becoming like a mental health episode, but we'll have that one. <laughs> we, um, will. we will. But I, for my personal journey, I had to say enough. I had to make the choice to not like validate my feelings to the point that it controlled my life mm-hmm. and, and validated certain things. I'm like, no, like, does it match up with the word of God? No. My feelings are saying this, this, and that. God says this, this, and that. Like, it's, it's convenient for me to believe like this narrative or like my feelings because it feels so real to me in that moment. Yeah. But I have to be obedient to the word of God that he has instilled in me and that's where my daily bread comes in, right? If I'm filled up for the week, mm-hmm. I know where to draw back to. But if I don't know where to draw back to, I am going to conveniently, like obviously validate my feelings with my feelings. What are yeah. we doing there? <laughs> Going okay. nowhere. Getting nowhere. Como que no. So how about with your relationship with God? Because, you know, we're headed that direction yeah. anyways. Like, have you ever felt like you put little effort in your relationship with God? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me. I had a conversation with you earlier this week about a comment that someone had made when I was at a gathering of, we were basically at, um, I, there's this home church group that I went to. And we hang out from time to time. And they said, oh, okay, we're hanging out in this area. It was like this brewery or whatever. And they were having like karaoke night. Um, I'm saying this and I'm aware of some how some people may take it. And that's totally fine or whatever. Um, but I, I don't... God has kind of like placed on my heart and my walk that bars, clubs, or something like that is not places where I'm supposed to be, Right? And I think some people want to be, especially now, day and age, a little bit more lenient towards that. And I get it. Uh, but my walk with God has been this long journey of I always knew there was a creator. And then I was presented a very legalistic way of it. I didn't want nothing to do with that. And then, um, and then about like four years ago, I kind of like fully did devote myself to God. You know, it was, there was all distractions out of the way. And in my brokenness, like I really did have, I really finally was like, okay, God, like this is it, like me and you. And even in those first like beginning months and like year, I would say, I would find myself compromising out of, desire, out of, out for my desires, like, and almost justifying certain things. Um, so it wouldn't be that deep to me. Like, I didn't want to view it that deep because if not, then I would have to almost live that out. Yeah. And so I wasn't, at, at first I was putting a lot of effort into my relationship. And then you kind of just, like that song, you go through the motions. Yeah. Just go through the motions. So I would say, I know some people don't like the term, but, you know, I, I was just very lukewarm. And I think I'm finally getting into this position 
in like my life, I'm like abiding in you. Like we overthink everything. Yeah. Every single thing we overthink. And, and I'm just like, I just want to know you. And if I continue to know you, like I will like naturally will come like these fruits, you know? And there's going to be places where you are not going to call me to be a part of. And I'm, it's going to be obedience mm-hmm. versus what's convenient to my flesh in that moment. Yeah. And a friend told me the conversation that I was having with her. She was like, I, I admire so much that, you know, you live your life out like this. And it was such, it was such a special moment because I'm like, oh. I was like, it's been like such a journey, like to this moment, like that I am intentionally like living my life for God. And I'm like, it can't just be like that I believe in you. It can't just be that I just, you know, go through these motions. Like I want to live out like this gospel. Um, I don't know why I'm about to get my, um, my monthly thing, guys, if that's too much for you to hear, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I get real here in this podcast. <laughs> but I'm being so honest. Um, but yeah, it just it gets me emotional. And you've seen my whole journey. You've yeah. literally seen it from the beginning. Um, and it's it's crazy to have been called of the world and seen as lukewarm. I know it's almost now like some people view me as like legalistic, and I'm like. But this girl that when we were having this conversation, this friend, that she would say that she admires that, you know, that I live it out like so intentionally. That's what you would tell me. I'm, I'm like, yeah. finally, Yesenia, finally, I am actually walking what I talk because I can speak. I have always spoken so passionately about the things that I think or believe in. But to like walk in that same passion and with that same conviction, that's different. Like walk it like I talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah I think that's so beautiful like honestly I, yeah I've seen like tremendous growth but I think that there's something about that because it's like a lot of the times like people have like those opinions it's also too they're speaking off of like how like what's conviction to them and how they're walking with God and that's their own relationship with God but at the end of the day it's like you were once on the other side and now you're like, wow, God, like, like at that point, my relationship with you was, was to this. And so I only saw to that amount because that's the only thing I allowed myself to see. That's Mm -hmm. the only amount that I allowed myself to receive. And it's like, now that I'm in this, I would say like momentum of like not getting comfortable and just wanting to seek more, like continue going and going and going and never feeling like you've received enough from God, just wanting more and more that you're just going to continue growing. And same for me, like I continue to grow too. And it's that experience that you're just like, wow, God, like every time you read that, you read the Bible and you're just like, it's not so much of, yeah, I know he did this for me. Like, yeah, I know he did this for me. But it's like, every time you read it, it's like, wow, God, you did this to me. Then the next time it's, wow, God, you did this to me. And then it's like, wow, God, like you did this for me. And it's just like, even if it's that same, even if it comes down to that same story, even if it's the same message, it's truer and truer every single time. It's more powerful and powerful 
every single time yeah. because the more that you fill yourself with the word the more that you read more the more like powerful it becomes in you and yeah. you just want to share that yeah like it can't just be and that's that's exactly guys like that's what the enemy wants that's the the comfort just he wants you to stay cozy comfortable and not like pursue deeper right because like this is a pursuit like we're we're going after God like we're making disciples like we're bringing people to his feet and like the whole thing that you said, you know, it's not just another word. Like, oh, I've heard this message before. Yeah. Another Easter resurrection Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, the Jesus, baby Jesus in the manger. And then, you know, it, it can't just be. it. And I've found myself not saying that I haven't in positions where I think, oh, I've heard this. And then you need to, like, if you have that realization of I've heard this, that's a yeah. check-in moment with yourself. Yeah. Of like, no, 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 no. There's always something. You There's always something. Message, yeah. Like in that moment, like call on the Holy Spirit and be like, discern this word for me because there's something in here. It doesn't matter how many times I've heard this message, be it my whole life that this is the hundredth time that I'm hearing this me yeah. message. Like the Holy Spirit is meant to discern this word yeah. for us. You know what I'm saying? So if you have those moments where you're in church, or you're watching another preaching or something like that. Like, here we go. Another preaching mm -hmm. about um, uh, Boaz. You know what I'm saying? And Ruth. Another preaching about Esther. It's something that's like... Another preaching about Jonah. Right. Samson. Uh, Name Jonah, them Samson. Job. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. pause in that moment and be like, you know what? Holy Spirit, my mindset is already... I've heard this. But you have something new. You have something fresh for my life. Like, discern this word for me. Speak through the through this vessel. Like, you know that I would abide in you and that as like kingdom, you know, co-heirs, like co-workers that we would sit here and like we would be able to open to receive and that we would edify one another. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, I'm talking about Resurrection Sunday because um, I want to talk about that because it was so funny. You sent a message to me during Resurrection Week, I must say, because y'all get the point. Um, you sent me a message to me and I, I have was, I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the night that, um, my church was watching the passion of Christ at, at, um, at church. It was either that day or the day after that you messaged me. You're like, man, girl, I'm reading, you know, when Jesus died on the cross for us in the that Bible. Night. It was that night. Right. And I'm just like, wow, God, like you did this for us. And she's, and I just thought it was so beautiful what you said because it literally I know made what me you're cry. About to say. <laughs> she was just like, I'm literally hugging my Bible because it's the closest I can get. I Your thought honor. that was so beautiful. I was just like, I started crying reading that because I was just like, that's all. I'm like, come here, Bible. <laughs> literally. Like, I thought that was so beautiful because, yeah, it's like, we feel God and we seek God and we, and you know, obviously his spirit and his presence is with us, but that physical, oh, like it, mm. it was just so beautiful. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's why when I read like that, that definition of convenience, like moving forward with something, a little effort, I'm like, ugh. like, because I'm scared, I'm sitting back because I'm scared. I'm not going to move forward with what you are clearly telling me to do. God, you're clearly telling me, write music, Annalie, do this, Annalie. Like I'm going to speak to you through this, but because I'm too scared of writer's blog or because I'm too scared of, oh, it's not going to be good enough or because I'm too scared of whatever it is. 
even when it comes to like preaching or, or writing messages, like it's so nerve wracking, guys. Like <laughs> I can't imagine. It is <laughs> being in front of everyone, standing in front of everybody, worshiping in front of everyone. It it does get nerve wracking. I love to and see you. You want worship. to do such a great job for God. It's not even so much that like, I mean, obviously you worry about messing up, tripping and falling, the huge. But it's also more like that I just don't want to let you down, God. Mm. Like, I know I'm or misrepresent not perfect, you or, or misrepresent you or do something that, that distracts people from what you're trying to give them or, like, the presence that you're trying to give them. But then when I read that definition, proceeding with something of little effort, I'm just like, oof, like, you gave your life on the cross for my sins, my imperfections, everything that I've done wrong, the times that I didn't believe in you, the times that I rejected you, the times that I didn't want to know you. And yet I'm proceeding with little effort because I'm scared. Mm. Yet he literally, as he was preparing, preparing himself to die on the cross for us, he literally told God, Jesus was like, Pass a cup over me, God. Like, but if it's in your will, go ahead. Pass in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes. When he was exactly. like literally shedding, like, I he think was blood. crying. Like, he, and I'm just like, he literally has the power to like yeah. get off that cross. Like, these nails, please, guys. Like, right. you thought. <laughs> but he chose to do all of that for us. Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't move forward with what he wants to do in my life because mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. It's a reality check. Yeah. It's just, yeah, then yeah, I am proceeding with little effort. Yeah. It doesn't matter the reason. It right. doesn't matter if I don't have that intention. Yeah. It's like, I still need to stand firm and be courageous. Right. And, and the biggest thing that I realized, because sometimes I, I think I used to tell you this, I'm like, girl, but you're in ministry or something like that. I think you were watching a lot of like one show and then you're like, no, oh, I had yeah, to take yeah. a break for a little bit. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. I loved Grey's Anatomy, guys, but you guys. Yeah. I got addicted. She, like, and I totally understand yeah. that now because you know me with TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I deleted TikTok again. I'm not going to <laughs> I'm about to delete it after this episode. Um, yeah. But I remember thinking, I'm like, no, Anneli, like you go to church, you do, you do all these things, you know, but you, you knew like where your time, the majority of your time was going. Yeah. And this girl, she broke it down. And you know how we tithe, right? 10% yeah, yeah. of our yeah, income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was talking about, I never oh, thought about the... tithing 10% of our time. Ooh, oh, I thought you were going to go and another she route broke that, it. Yeah. She broke it down and I was like, oh, I never, God. I was like, where my, if you sit here and you take account of your time and where the majority of it is, What's first is what's God to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems like an extreme statement, but that's just a reality. Yeah. And I've had I to think that sometimes we just don't want to admit it. So we get defensive about that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, but like, I do all this and I do all that. But that like you can do so much. Right. But if your intentions aren't in the right place or if you yourself haven't really had that one on one with God, mm. if you're not building yourself up with God, mm then where does that leave Right, like, who else? are you like? Yeah. You're lying to people, but the creator of the universe Yeah, knows. like, he's looking down on you like, my guy. Another <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to, you're like, you tithe 10%, We and you took it to where you tithe 10% of your time. I thought you were going to say, you know, we tithe 10% for, um, for you know, tithing. Yeah. But how many subscriptions do we got? Ooh. Like, <laughs> I was like, 
oh, girl, you gonna come there. I thought you That's good though. <laughs> So, like, what do you think are things that can help us submit ourselves to God on an everyday basis? Um, One thing that I had to do, and I think I told you this, I had to pray for spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. because it wasn't. It it was there at first, and some people work differently. When I am in the valley and, like, my physical circumstances and everything, I'm very aware of, like, we in a fight. You know what I'm saying? We're in a war right here. I need you, God. I am consuming sermons. I am consuming my word. I am consuming books. Like just, you know, taking it all in because yeah. I, I'm very physically, mentally aware that I need it. We're hungry for the word of We're Jesus. hungry. But when you start to get in this very like comfortable place of life, you know, I start watching other like YouTube videos, like blogs or something like that or other podcasts. And I, I don't. I'm not as intent in like my word. And so what I would say is I would pray most importantly, I would pray for spiritual discipline. God, I want to know you. And that's one thing for Which one is that? I wanna know. I know that one. Oh girl. (laughs) I just remember the It'll come up. It'll It'll come come up right now. But I had to pray for spiritual discipline. Because I knew that I wasn't giving God my time. And especially in this, people say season, whatever. If this is the rest of my life, whether it's, you know, single, that's totally fine. Or if maybe God has for me to be married, whatever it is, this is a time where God does have in, has intentionally set aside for me to really be fully consumed. I don't have the obligation of a family, of a husband. I'm, you know, I'm not in, in church and like participating like that which is another conversation, but I like, this is the time. And he's like in this time where you have all the time available and you're not pursuing me now, how much are you going to pursue me when you have a bunch of other things going on? And I was like, Oh, especially with everything going on in the world now where like some places they're not even going to let you talk about God through videos or or even pray to God or like speak freely. Those are like our rights too. Right. it it blows my mind. I think that there's so much things at our fingertips that can help us and allow us to submit our uh, submit ourselves to God. Like there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many preachings out there. There's so many. What do you do, people? Um. So I mean, obviously, like making more. I think for me is being more intentional with my time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have made time for God, but I think we've had this conversation where. But when I'm, because we've had like Bible studies and every time in the Bible studies, guys, I'm just like, like, I'm thinking of, oh my God, this is like such a good message for people that feel like this. Or I, I, I think about it like that. And just one day she was like, it's not a bad thing, but it amazes me how like when we read, like, you're not, you're not like always referencing yourself. And I don't want you to think like I'm judging other people because I'm not judging other people. But I mean more like I'm, I got so used to being in that leadership role where having a word for somebody. having a word That's for what someone it was. that I was forgetting to like have a word for myself, mm. you know, and and I wouldn't say that I wouldn't receive from those words either. But it was it was like Yesenia would say, it's like you have your cup filled. You know, but then you're pouring this into someone else's cup and then you don't have anything left for yourself. So 
I think it's just me being more intentional with fully dissecting the message, not just like kind of like auto-correcting myself because you kind of go on, what's that mode? Like auto-function. Yeah. I, don't, I can't, you know, and it's like slow down. Like mm-hmm. even like that, that um, video that I saw of um, Jackie Hill Perry, we love you, girl. <laughs> um, like she was saying how how she processes through like bible studies and like how she would say i like a lot of people just read the whole story but i pause after a few lines and i dissect it and i'm just like dude like i i find out so much more doing that and it's not that you're trying to like fully read it to like move forward but it's like i read the story ooh i received a message but now going back those like first three, four lines that I read and I'm just like, okay, this is what I understood it, but let me go back and see what else is in there. And that's what I like, even in the beginning of this podcast, like we were just talking about like, you know, um, uh, dissecting more the word and, and knowing that it could be the same message, the same word, but you can receive so much more every because single of the Holy time. Spirit. But I also think like we can, be obedient to so many other things it's not just these things it's also showing like god's love more i feel like and and i'm speaking like more worldwide now not just like you and i but like the world needs to show more of god's love like i feel like we've gotten so quick to like being so judging and and crucifying people and it's like you guys like love we need to love (laughs) We need to love like everybody, of course, has their own walk. And I think that at some point they truly want God. If they truly want to be there for God, like they will, they will learn, they will grow. But we can also be there with love, guys. We can, you can't, we can hold people accountable with Mm -hmm. love. I just feel like we've gotten into like this, and me personally, you guys, you know, but I think we've gotten into this era where it's just so straight to like, canceling people yeah. you know and and you know like I get it like people make mistakes but dude like imagine all the mistakes you make and nobody knows mm. and you're not being held against that mm. and God doesn't do that no God, God doesn't put you on blast no God doesn't hold you to your past yeah you come to him you tell him what happened he's like all right it's forgotten yeah you know and I think if there's even in in the commandments like god tells us to love like guys we need to love better mm-hmm. we really do there's a story in the bible um with um philemon and onesimus um the story of philemon you guys it's like a small story but it's a good story but um i remember I, we talked about this story too but it really shows love. i'm trying to think if it's the one i'm thinking about where Not he yet. was like writing well, the baptism um, one philemon Philemon, he was a a man that had like a slave named Onesimus because back in the day they had slaves, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But Onesimus, I guess he just like grew tired of being a slave, which I get it, homie. Um, You don't get it, but. No, no, yeah. (laughs) I don't get it, but you right, like run away from being a slave. Right. That's what I meant. I do not understand what it's like. I know. I was like, wait. (laughs) You get me. Yeah, I get you. Anyways. So, I just want to make sure they get <laughs> no, you. No, yeah, guys. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> but yes. Anyways. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, um, anyway, so Onesimus grew um, angry and I guess he took some things from Philemon and left. 
he ran away. And so when um, Onesimus ends up running into Paul, and Paul ends up talking to him about God, and he ends up receiving God and believing in God, but mm-hmm. then Paul tells him, but now you got to go back to Philemon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why am I going to go back to that right. fool over there, you know? <laughs> Wait a like, second. hold up. You, you know what he did to me, right? Like, I was his slave, right. you know? But then Paul is just like, yeah, but what you did was it, Is this in Colossians? Huh? Where they're... It's Philemon. It's the book of Philemon. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of stories, guys. There's a similar one where it's I'd like there was I'd be getting confused, s- like mixing yeah. stories together too. Um, and so then he's just like, all right, but if I go back, like, you know, homie's going to be like, you were my slave. You took this from me. Right. Da, 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 da. So then Paul writes a letter to Philemon like, hey, he's coming back. Receive him in your house like a brother, not a slave. Yes. Not, um, not like anything. Maybe he was referencing it, but... I don't know. But yeah. we've talked about this story. Yeah, um, and so then he's like, he's not a slave. You're going to love him like your brother. And anything that he's done wrong, I will receive that debt. Mm. I will pay it forward. Mm. You know, and I was just like, wow. Like, Paul, first of all, there's a lot of things going on here. Paul is pretty much saying, I will take the consequences for those, for those actions, just like Jesus did for mm-hmm. us. Paul was already showing love of God, mm. showing the love that Christ gave us. And then now we're, we're seeing... Philemon and Onesimus coming to this point where they're needing to forgive and forget and actually turn this anger into forgiveness and love just like God does. Mm. So he does. He comes. He treats him like a brother. He receives him in. And in my head, I'm like, dude, that must have been so hard. Like, yeah, I like I don't even know. But I think like that's such a good example because we're people hold so much anger, so much pain, so much like frustrations and and which is valid, you guys. Feelings are valid and, and I understand that. But I think what this world really needs right now is is to practice God's love. Yeah. You know, because we get so angry when we don't receive it from someone else. We get so angry and hold grudges and all this, but we're okay that God don't do that to us. Right. You know, we're okay that, yeah, oh, I just had gotten mad at God and I said I didn't want to believe him in, in him anymore, but he just showed me he's there, so I'm going to come right back. Yeah. You know, like, how many prodigal son stories are we in God's, in Facts. God's, um, like, to God, you know? And so it's like, I feel like we need to practice that more in, in this world. Yeah. And Um, it's so funny because it's like you say love and it's like sometimes we'll love out of like our capacity. mm -hmm. But like when we when we abide in him and I think that's the thing, sometimes we try to be kind, we try to be nice, we try to be gentle. But you have to understand that it is a fruit of the spirit. Amen. And so when we abide in him, when we abide in him the love that's going to come out of us is going to be Christ-like. It is not going to be love out of your capacity that you are going to feel like it's an obligation or get the pesa because when I love, and this is me, and we all struggle with it. I don't think we're ever going to be perfect, but this is why you have to understand it's a fruit. When I am aware that I am loving out of my capacity, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm exhausted. That's why it's costing me. That's why I think, mm-hmm. you know... Why are they taking advantage of, you know, this, this, or that when it's like, because I'm loving out of my capacity. When I cannot see someone with love, then I understand that I'm loving out of my capacity. But when I am abiding in him, naturally the love of Christ is that's what comes. And that's what you want. It's 
we can't just love people into the gospel or something like this. It's like when you abide in him, that Christ's love is going to come out. But do not love from your capacity because that's limited. And that's what you're going to give to those people. And that's what they're going to understand about love. But when it's love, that's not convenient. When it's love yes. out of the fruit of you abiding in him, that's the love that we're talking about in reaching and showing that to people. In this day and age when it's like we lack so much compassion and it's like, I know people say, if we ought to just love each other, this, and I'm like, if we abide in him, mm -hmm. if we abide in him, mm -hmm. we don't pay attention to the law, we don't pay attention to this pastor, that pastor, this music, or that music, you abide in him, in him and you seek him, and knowing him is like his, by knowing him, or by knowing the word, like is knowing him, and then asking the Holy Spirit to discern, That that's how we abide. But if you lack that, then like, yeah, we're all running around with, with like chickens with their heads cut off yeah, all crazy yeah. having this interpretation of that and this interpretation of that which we still will because we live in a fallen world yeah that's why we have all these denominations <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying that they're all bad but i'm just no. saying that's why there's like baptist wesleyan methodist um adventist you know it within the christian scope that's yeah. there's so many trains of thoughts and interpretations of the word um, and I just also think, like, that's why I say, like, obedience falls in, like, everything that we do. Yeah. If we're going to be obedient to read God's word, then we have to be obedient to walk in that mm. and actually do those things. We need to be obedient to love. We need to be obedient to not fall into temptation. We need to be obedient to not, like, say bad things to people, use our mouths and tongues for wrong, you know? Like, we need to be obedient in those things. And, yeah, you guys, it's hard. We are not perfect. But I think that as long as you're every day, you wake up and you think, how can I do better with my relationship with God today? God, how are you going to use me today? Then I think, hey, we are all on the right track mm. if we all wake up with those intentions, you know? Um, do you think that God can still use us even if we're um, not obedient? Even if we're not in obedience with him? Yeah, it goes. It, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, because we talked Exactly. About <laughs> it, it's the story of, and, and I've even noticed in my own life, like, of Jonah. Jonah, yeah. You know, like even in our disobedience, like God has such grace for us. And mm -hmm. like God says, you know what? You did this. You did this. But guess what? <laughs> I work all things through Christ who strengthens you. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's good though. <laughs> I work all things together, like for the good of for those for, for the good of those who love me. Like, I think God. At the end of the story, like, plot twist, guys. You know what I'm saying? God wins in the end. And there's such... Because I'm that person who's who needs to be in control of things. Because, you know, if something happens, I, I just need to be in control. Like, that's my safety thing. And me, even even this podcast where I was like, okay, Annalie, like, you take it or whatever. Like, I'm not gonna... Because mm -hmm. I want to... My need is to control. And, like to have things and sometimes just taking a backseat and being like, okay, like just sit back. And so I think that even in our disobedience, God is so merciful and he will use us, you know, but, um, I, I think it comes down to the person of, of, are you self-aware enough or are you willing enough to admit to yourself? Like I lack obedience mm -hmm. and I'm not saying because this is what we do in Christian culture. We want to think 
disobedience in the big things. Yeah. We want to think disobedient in the one in the actions that are apparent and obvious to everybody else. But I am being disobedient when I think of my brother or sister or I think of another, you know, human being in, in this way. In otra manera. If I'm being disobedient and, you know, when God calls me to, you know, show grace. I'm being disobedient when um, he calls me like, hey, maybe don't listen to that music. Or, you know, hey, maybe, you know, don't watch that show. Maybe spend time with me. Like, the little things. Mm -hmm. And I think the other story that I want to talk about, because I know you're going to talk about Jonah. And I'm <laughs> But, like, the story that I was thinking about, where I think Jesus is telling the parable of, of trusting someone with little and then one with a lot. And he's like, how oh, can yeah. I trust yes, you with yes. little? Like, I'm going to pull it up because it's so good. I think it's here in my notes. It's the first thing I'm pulling up, okay? I'm trying not to be. Oh, let's see. Uh, Luke 16, verse 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Verse 11. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches mm -hmm. and if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property who will give you property of your own no one can serve two masters either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and mm -hmm. money the pharisees who loved money heard all this and were staring at Jesus, he said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. Oof. What people Oof. value highly is detestable in God's sight. And two things that I want to get from this. It's the part where he says, if you're not trustworthy with handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Oof. You just gave me, that gave and, me chills. And it, it's so, and this is what I'm saying about you can hear the same story a hundred times and the Holy Spirit is going to intercede and interpret this word for you. And in the way that that translated to me and like my obedience, I'm like, God, if I can't obey you in the little, like how are you going to trust me with like true like kingdom things? Like I want the kingdom. Like I, I, I want your kingdom to come. Like I desire to be with you, but it's like, if I can't, you know, be faithful in the little things in my life, like how am I supposed to be faithful in like the big things, yeah. you know? And so it, what, what I want to say, like out of that, it's like little obedience matters. Like your day to day, the things that people can't see, that's obedience to me. Mm -hmm. It is convenient. It is convenient for us in the church and in this church culture for us to be obedient in the big, big things, like being a part of a church, tennis, like, or anything. yeah, being, being on stage, um, serving in this, it's like, I'm not saying to make less of that because, you know, each one has their walk, but I'm saying it's harder for us to be obedient in our little things that people can't see, where it's sacrificing to my desires, where it's sacrificing my time, where it's sacrificing, hey, maybe not being in certain spaces because God is not calling me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If he calls you specifically to be somewhere to minister to people, that's different. But we are, we are in this world, but we are not supposed to be of the world. Mm -hmm. And Jenny Allen, and I think I told you this, she said something really good because sometimes people can really make me feel legalistic. And I'm like, so funny because like my background, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, she said, don't let people, let me, let me pull it up right here. It says, 
don't let anyone make you think that discipline is legalistic. And I was like, whoa. And then I wrote a note to myself. I'm like, people will make you think because of their lack of discipline that you're legalistic. And so in this day and age where we are on the canceling side or something like that, there's also the extreme of God loves me. He does. God has so much grace for me. He does. God forgives me. He does. But God says like, you know, those who love me obey me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I would just... We can't just take one part of the Bible. No. And forget the other half. And forget the other. And so it's this constant, you know, we're... Well, it's just like in the in the verse you read where it said, you justify yourselves in the eyes of others. In the eyes of others. I'm just like, ooh, that's so true. Even like in the beginning of this conversation where you were like, I was trying to justify or like like make it convenient to yourself like in the past things and it's so true yeah we try to justify ourselves in the eyes of others well if this person doesn't think that it's wrong then i'm okay well if this person's that well this person does this so i should be okay with doing this yeah Yeah. like the bible doesn't change the bible i'm I'm, but it, it doesn't change god is love but he's also judge you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Jesus came in and he goes, you know, I didn't come to condemn, like for the one who came to, like, to condemn, like didn't condemn. You know, mm-hmm. he came to save us. But that that doesn't mean like he, Jesus came and he loved the people who the Pharisees were not willing to basically forgive. But he didn't say, I forgive you, continue living in your sin. No, mm-hmm. he didn't say that. So when I, So he said, I have grace. I have mercy for you. I forgive you. Like even though these teachers of the law don't want you to, but like, don't continue living in the sin. Yeah. And so I think that's where we get a little bit messed up like because don't forget to do the 360. Right. Or 180. 180. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. And so, but the thing is, it's like people see that Jesus came to disrupt, you know, what the people of the law, like yeah. were so unwilling to like, look at people like they were dirty, this, this and that. But guess what? Jesus came to say, I forgive you. I'm here for you. I'm like a, your friend, but he didn't he didn't validate the sin. Like that's the part, that's the part we're missing. He said, I love you. I forgive you. He didn't say, keep sinning. Yeah. He didn't say, but it's okay for you to keep doing that because I love you. He said, I love you. I forgive you, but don't do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Jonah. Jonah. Okay. No. Yeah. I did want to talk about Jonah because it was so funny guys. I was like doing my devotional and the devotional was about Jonah and I just called him and I was like, girl, I've read this story so many times <laughs> because this was like after I had um, I had seen like the video of Jackie Perry talking about how she does Bible study and I was like so excited I'm like okay this devotional is gonna be different I'm not just gonna read like you know what's there check it but off I get really, my Bible streak yeah <laughs> but I really 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 want to like I've read this story so many times like I want to see what else is there right. So I'm reading it, and it's, it's in the part where, like, right in the beginning, guys, God literally tells Jonah, you need to go to Nineveh, talk to them about me because they don't know me. And if they don't start following me and stop worshiping these gods, then I'm going to get rid of Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And so um, pretty much Jonah was just like, uh, psych. And he flees. He, like, runs the opposite way of Jonah Nineveh. said, what you mean? They're yeah. trifling to you. Yeah. They don't deserve you. Yeah, he's just like, uh, miss me, they are not for us, they are our rivalries, you know, like, 
And so he just runs the opposite way, runs into these um, sailors in a boat, and they're going somewhere else. Um, so then he's like, oh, can I catch a ride? Whatever. He gets in the boat with them. But then God is going after Jonah, you know? And so then all of a sudden, because Jonah wasn't doing what God said, and he was literally fleeing from the word that God told him to, a storm starts a brewing. And, <laughs> and you know, it starts storming, and then the, the sailors on the boat are like, praying to their gods and nothing is working. They're like, what the heck is going on? Why is this going on? They um, tell they tell Jonah, like, what God do you pray to? Like, can you pray? Like, why is this going All on? All reinforcements. And Jonah's like, Jonah's like, no, like, this is happening because of me. <laughs> like, the only way to stop this is if you throw me off the boat. Oh my God. And then they're like, no, we can't just throw you off the boat. They're like, he's like, no, but seriously, the only way to stop this is by throwing me off the boat. So then... They started praying to God, like the one and only OG God, okay? G-O-D, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so they start praying to God. They throw him out of the boat, and then the storm comes, and then they're just like, wow, God, thank you for protecting us, for covering us. And they begin to believe God mm. throughout that process of Jonah's disobedience. I had to reread that. I was like, whoa, like... Like, out of those so many times that I read this, I'm like, Jonah, you try playing you over here, making a storm on these other people, right. and then they throw you off the boat. But I'm just like, wait, there was so much more going on behind the scenes. It's like, God was like, you're being disobedient, you're running away from me, hmm. but I'm also going to make myself known in this moment, Ooh. and I'm also going to touch these people that don't know me. Ooh. So even in the midst of your disobedience, of you not wanting to do what I want you to do, mm -hmm. I'm still going to save these people too. Mm. And it just spoke to me because even when he went to Nineveh, he didn't really say, he didn't really talk so much about God either. Cause he was like, I don't even want to be here. Like the whole deal was fine. God, I'm going to like in his mind, he was like, fine, I'm gonna do this because either way, God's going to get rid of them anyways. So he literally just showed up and said, you guys need to start believing in God. <laughs> you know, pretty much I'm, I'm paraphrasing guys. He didn't even say much. He just said a sentence guys. It was like, what? I can't even remember, like probably like four or five words, okay? He didn't really say anything or, or that God was going to do this or whatever because he didn't want to put the effort like there for them to receive God because he wanted them gone. Mm. He was being a rival. Mm. Um, he, was, he was getting he, revenge. He, like, he wasn't remembering where he no, was at. Like, exactly. Like, like, he wasn't forget. pointing those fingers back to himself. And so then... He gets surprised because these people just start dropping their gods and praising God. The king starts praising God, gets everybody to praise God. And he was just like, oh, snap. Okay. He goes back and then God, and then he's like, okay, God, I did what you told me to do. Go ahead and finish them. <laughs> I'm going to let you at them. And then God's like, no, I forgave them. They started believing in me. They're worshiping me now and they're good. Like, I'm not going to get rid of them. And he's just like, hold up. But that was not the deal though, bro. Like, get rid of them. What you mean? And then he just throws like a tantrum, goes like off the side. He's like, I'm going to sit right here and watch them come through our place and, and mess with us and start a war or whatever. Like, he was just like waiting for them to like, go back on everything that they had just received and they didn't. Hmm. And so it's just... How many people do in, we have like that now? So many. Like, I just think like in the midst, even in our disobedience, it's just so beautiful how God is still going to do 
what he needs to do to speak through you. And, and it, honestly, it brings so much comfort because it's like, man, God, even, even when I'm doing what's convenient for myself, even when I'm doing like, even when my intentions might not be in the, in the correct place, because mm. I myself am still growing too. We're all still growing. We are all imperfect people receiving God. We are all people in a hospital at church. Imperfect Church mind. is a hospital. Yep. You know, we are all hurt. We are all like needing to be rebuilt. And although even in moments where you're just like, God, I don't want to do this. God, I'm not ready to forgive this person. God, I'm not ready to let go of this hurt that they've done to me, but I'm going to be obedient. Mm. and I'm going to show your grace and I'm going to show your mercy and I'm going to show your love mm. because that's what you did for me Yeah. and I don't know I just found it so impactful that story it just marks me I'm just like because I've heard stories of like there's a singer that said yeah well you know he he did a lot of things like in, he's he was married to a woman and he was unfaithful in his marriage and that's not okay, you know, and he knows that. And he obviously asked God oh, for I think forgiveness. I yeah. I don't want to name names. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't uh, No, Yeah. People are not their sin. But yeah. And, um, and you know, he was heavily convicted, but he goes on and said, um, that there were people that were, when nobody knew that this was going on, there were people that were coming up to him saying, wow, like God really uses you in your music. Wow. Thank you for writing this because it really helped me through this hard time. Yeah. It doesn't make it okay what he did, guys. But what I'm trying to point out is that God was still using him to touch others. Now, obviously, he did a 180. He corrected himself. He asked God for forgiveness. He had to go do some soul searching and one-on-one -on -one time with God and figured that out. But my point is, is that you guys, like, we're all imperfect, but don't get discouraged. You're not your imperfections. Just remain obedient to God. Come back to God when you feel like you've done what's too convenient for you. You've gotten too comfortable in where you're at. Come back to God. Get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Come back to God because he's going to be waiting. And you are never too much of damaged goods to be yeah. used by him. Yeah. Like, at all. If there's anything that, like... I can say that really stands out to me in everything that we've talked about. It's just like, man, like I do need to be more obedient to step out of my comfort zone and do the things that I'm, that I'm afraid of, you know, like not worry about failure because mm. I do that so much. And if I, and if it happens, it happens, Yeah, you know, but, um, one of the quotes that I've been living off of this year and I, we, had like this camp called Roots at my church and we did like these vision boards and it was so cute. And there is this like little quote that was on a paper that I was like, oop, that's for me, God. And it said, great things never came from comfort zones. Mm. And you guys, we need to step out of our comfort zones. We can't just keep staying to what's convenient for us. Whether it's that comfort zone where your friends are used to you saying yes, yes, yes to the things that you used to do and you're starting to feel convicted, obedience, mm. obedience, obedience, obedience. You got to obey God. Whether you're afraid that they're going to treat you wrong, be obedient. And at the end of the day, if they, continue, if they treat you any other kind of way that's not of love, then hey, maybe, they, maybe that, those friends were just there for a season. Or maybe your courageousness will encourage them mm -hmm. to see how you, how you walk with God. Yeah. Maybe that'll encourage them to be like, wow, 
like that's cool like you didn't you didn't just go along with what everyone said like I kind of want to know more about your God. Yeah. Like, I want to know. You know, like, you just never know, you guys. Step out of that comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Like, obedience over convenience, convenience. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. iron. And one thing that I want to mention that I'm surprised you didn't mention, but when we were in high school, because we've known each other since middle school. I was going to mention it, but you could go ahead and mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I definitely want to mention it just because it's like, that's, that's one of the, the biggest things. When we were in high school, Annalie made the decision to not listen to worldly or secular music anymore um, or dance. And for me, I, I believed in God in that time, but it wasn't, there was no depth to my relationship with God. I just like, I love God. Um, uh, I want to, I don't, <laughs> people might interpret that differently. I was like, <laughs> did I love him? Because if you love, but anyways, um, I believed in God, you know, and I always saw God like through Annalie, but she made the decision to not listen to that music anymore or dance. And I think you had a conversation with like our Spanish teacher, right? Oh yeah. So it's because you guys, I now realize that it's because I do feel like God has called me into like worship. And I know worship is different. I get it. But like into music and music affects me so much. So I don't want you guys to think, oh my God, she's so like religious. No, no. no it's it just, affects us all very deeply. Yeah. Like the reality of it. And it's kind of hard well, to hear. What you're consuming is what's going to be in your heart. You yeah. Know? It's hard to hear, but like you specifically, God speaks to you in lyrics and like yeah. through music, but it does like for all of us as believers, what we are consuming affects us. Yeah. And the, but that's your own. And I continued listening to worldly music in that point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so what she's saying is pretty much like in Spanish class, my, you know, I'm Cuban. She got a little sasson in her. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying so, <laughs> just let y'all know. No, I'm but, no, you're good. Um, but the teacher used to always have me and like another person in the class teach like dances and do music like in the class, you know, because I knew how to dance salsa all of them you know and that's like culture you guys like being yeah. latina like that's yeah. so in our culture but um yeah and so she had asked me hey annalee can you teach this dance again da, 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 da. and i was just like hey look i'm sorry like can you pick someone else i just um i've decided to sacrifice that for god and you know I, I, how old were you girl i can't remember uh, was this senior year or i can't remember year? so you were like what 15 16 I'm uh, not 15. 16. I would say 16, 17. Okay. 17. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Around it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I was just like, I just, if God can sacrifice his life on the cross for me, then I think that I can sacrifice something that I put way before him, you know? And that's just exactly how I told her. And she was just like, but doesn't music make you happy? Doesn't dancing make you happy? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I have fun. But she was like, then God is going to be okay because you're happy. No, and I was no. just like, you know, like, and, you know, I get why you say that, but it's just for me, I, I feel it in my heart that I need to sacrifice something I absolutely love just like he did for me. Hmm. And so she just, she was just like, okay. And she left it at that. And then, you know, some people were just like, didn't understand. It's hard. I, I, I found it hard for me to understand, but it's, it's stepping in the season of my life now, which it's like, I still sometimes listen to some secular music, like, you know, romantic songs or certain mm -hmm. things. And, but 
even when I try to listen to like certain throwbacks and stuff, and again, I'm not trying to say that I don't listen to it at all. You know, sometimes it does come on. Sometimes I'll put on a throwback playlist, but it I don't it's listen. Not as a, as yeah, I don't listen to it with as much ease anymore. And it's just like it's like walking, like walk, like walk in the spirit and like mm-hmm. be led by the spirit and that's just naturally what your soul is going to crave more. And, and sorry, um, sorry. I think too, like for me at that time, um, I had like, I, I can't remember if this was the exact same time, but I also felt like I was learning, like I used to have a like really bad, like habit of cursing. And I don't think you know that, I don't know. <laughs> but I used to curse a lot. I used to throw like a few bombs out there oh. while talking. And, you know, um, I had finally like, uh, obviously at that time, at that point, I, I didn't curse anymore because I had worked really hard not to, but I also felt like in music, there are so many that had like such bad words. And I was just like, well, I don't want to put myself in a situation where you're singing it and by accident it comes out yeah. or like, you know, or I did like, that one time with a Cardi B song. <laughs> I was in the car with someone and then I looked over, I was like, it just happens you know but I just I knew that subconsciously that was going to happen because that was what I was receiving subconsciously subconsciously I was gonna think negative thoughts about myself because I was listening to sad music Mm. subconsciously I knew that I was keeping my head in that space and Mm. I just I really needed an out so to those who still say that they don't understand those are like the main reasons why I did it because I knew I was just feeding to what my own desires were, but I also knew that what what it was doing for my relationship with God was nothing. Nothing. You know, like nothing at all. And I needed life because as you guys already know, because we've spoke about it in a previous podcast, but I did struggle with depression and I just didn't want anything else feeding into that. I needed to feed myself life. Yeah. I, I, like I felt like I was on a lifeline <laughs> and I was the one about to cut my cord, girl. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started going bah, 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 when I started listening more to worship music and getting more yeah. into my word. You know, you gotta put yourself in that position. And yeah. oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, but I think about that and just like I got it, I got it back. Um, where you said that she couldn't understand and people didn't understand, and I feel that so much, especially right now, where I you know, and I'm not, and it's not me. It's not me. I pray to God for spiritual discipline and I'm waking up and I'm doing my best in my human flesh to be like, God, like help me be more like you. I want to sacrifice my desires. Like, you know, again, it can't just be like me just showing up to church on Sunday. Like I want to pursue you and having people around you who, even though they may not understand, like let's say, you know, I choose not to do this, this, or that anymore. And instead of being like, oh, she's being too legalistic, you know, um, or being like, oh, that's too much, or, you know, it's not that deep or something. And it's like having people around you, like, you know what? I'm, I'm so glad that's, that God is working something in you. I'm so glad that like you're abiding in him. Like, you know, how can I support you in this? Or like, I'm, or how can I push you further or like be, again, iron sharpens iron, but like be a support system and pushing to you to what God has called you to right now or for your life. Instead of being like, oh, like it's not that serious or it's not that. 
you interpreting somebody else's conviction as something for your life is the mistake first, okay? Because there's, you know, there's hard truths, obviously, that we're all called to and that God wants us to abide by, like, por nuestro bien. Um, and then there's certain convictions that he has on each of our lives because that's specific to your walk. So let's first start with if someone says, I'm not going to listen to secular music anymore. Okay, Annalie, you know, I want to support you in that. Like, you know, how, how can I help you pursue that how can I help you stay strong in that instead of being like oh okay girl like it's not that serious yeah. like and that, believe me a lot of people said that and, and I know we're like the look yeah and just I look. would be one of the people and it would be so hard guys. I would be the people and Annalie is she's sweet like she's not gonna be like no I would put I would put <laughs> <No>. music <laughs> I would put music on like you know secular music while we were in the car together and she's like no like it's okay because I don't think you ever wanted me to feel like that was something I had to do yeah, I didn't want you to think I was judging you either. Like, oh my God, this girl's super religious. But I oh never God. felt like you were yeah. judging me. And I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Like, somebody else, like, it can't... Just because they think that doesn't mean they're judging you for doing that. And I think that's the problem. It's because I don't participate in this. You are assuming that I am judging you for doing that. No. God has called me. If I, if I heard the voice... God said no and you haven't heard it yet that's different or he hasn't called you to do that that's fine but I heard it and now I'm making an active choice to be obedient to that or disobedient to that Mm -hmm. and it's not that deep to you because maybe you didn't hear that for you Mm -hmm. or maybe you don't want to hear it and that's fine but this is going to be on me right this is going to be on me now you know what I'm saying and so having people that can support that for you and not dismiss it or be like that's too much That is so important in your life, especially now. Like, guys, we are, the fact is, like, we're in a spiritual war. Like, we're on, like, we're on battlefield all the time. Sometimes it may be more apparent when you're in the valley, but, like, having people around you who are not just going to dismiss um, things that you're starting to be be obedient now is so important because the way that you just, like, pushed me and, like, girl, that's so good, like, the, the closer I've gotten to God and the more things that I've been like, you know what? God isn't calling me to do that anymore. The way that you have supported that is so important. And I would say like, keep people and friends around you, um, mentors or whatever it is that support the calling that God has for you on your life more than what's convenient to them in that moment, because they may want you to do this. And if you can't tell that person, Hey, I feel like God, it really isn't calling me to be in that place you know, I don't want to go or something like that, or, or that's not somewhere like he wants me to be anymore. And their automatic response is, oh, it's not that deep. Or like, come on, just come. And it isn't, you know what? I support that. And, and them being more obedient to what God has called over your life than to their feelings. Mm-hmm. That's a friend. That is that's, a- that's the per- that's mm-hmm. the people that you want to be around immediately when people are like, oh, come on. I'm not saying reevaluate the entire friendship in third way. But I'm saying be more aware of like, no, 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 no. Or just don't allow those moments affect what you have already decided and agreed to with God. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, we're not saying, yeah, don't, you don't have to throw like the relationship away. But no, hold on, then I need to just kind of like step back or I, I need to make sure that when I'm with this person, I stand firm in what I believe in mm. and I don't um, justify. Ooh the way that they see me or I don't justify in certain things. Well, you know what? I'm going to be okay with doing this this time because it's not that I'm doing this. So just make sure 
that you are standing firm in what you believe in because I promise you, you guys, as scary as it may be, you are so edifying them at that moment that mm. you have. You're literally bringing God's word without words. You to me, the whole, <laughs> our, most of our friendship. Your walk really will speak most mm. when you're trying to bring someone or show someone the love of God, you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> honestly, you guys, obedience versus convenience. We've said so many great things, and I think that the one thing we can at least say to like close this out and just what I would like to say is, you guys, I know it's a hard walk. I know there's going to be stumbling moments, but ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself these questions. Has there ever been a moment where I felt like I was putting little effort in, in my relationship with God? even if it is by fear, because that does need to be dissected too. That yeah. does need to be evaluated. Yeah. And there does need to be some shift in that. And that's okay to admit. It's yeah. completely okay. So don't be afraid to like be courageous in that, to stand firm in, in what you have already told God that you wanted to do. Or yeah. stand firm in what God has told us to do and what he has told us to obey. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we're not perfect, but the more we fall in line and the more we are obedient, the less we will fall short on putting a little effort in um, that yeah. relationship with God. Yeah. Because he deserves way more than that. Amen. Yeah. Do you want to say uh, Yeah, I, I would say just like, I guess to bullet point it, like, you know, pray for spiritual discipline. Um, have self-awareness. Keep yourself around people who are going to keep you accountable to God more than they are to their feelings or yourself. Um, and I would say be mindful more of obeying in the little. It's like in the little. So like God can like and trust us. And in the unseen. And in and the unseen, unseen. The little and the unseen. Like those are the big things. Like that's what matters. Like, yes, you know apparent obedience matters because we are sometimes what is it will sometimes will be the only bible people read i think that's like a quote or something but if if in secret like you you are obedient to what god has called you to like that translates over into it the rest yeah. yeah translates over to the rest of your life and so abiding in god this fruit comes like out of our love for the creator out of our love for knowing him and like who he truly is all of these are fruits. So it's like obedience versus convenience. Like the whole fact is like what's convenient is my flesh and what's calling me. Obedience is like something that's like reverent in, in the way that we perceive it in, in the Bible and like our walk with God. Like it's reverent being before God, abiding in him. And the fruits of that is going to be obedience, love, you know, patience, kindness, gentleness, that, that's what's going to be a result of, so like, there's one thing that I would say, it's, like, abide in him, and the way that we abide in him is, like, knowing his word, like, spending time with him, um, whatever stage in life you're in, like, you know, me, single, you know, don't have much responsibilities now, just, like, a job, and that's it, and that's, that's nice, <laughs> and, you know, and Annalie, where she has church, and her husband, and, and her child, and you know, still somehow. It's, it's still, even when you're that busy, it's still so easy for, all these other voices to be so loud and yeah. for you to get so lost in the noise. Yeah, but edify. And like, that's one thing that I appreciate so much about this friendship is that we edify one another. That's the whole point, like of the body of Christ that we would push each other towards the kingdom. Like it cannot just be guys that we are just here to, like, 
I know sometimes it's not that deep and we can hang out and we can laugh and all this, but like, let's make sure we are also feeding like... That there's substance. There's substance that we're, you know, feeding each other, that we're sharpening each other, that we're pushing each other more towards like, hey, that doesn't line up with where God is calling you. And so that that's what I would say. Abide in him, pray for spiritual um, discipline and edify one another. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this <laughs> conversation. We are so happy that you guys joined us again. You know we're going to have more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you again next time on It Is That Deep Though. It Is That Deep hey. Though. I was about to say how you ended it, like, because my past is like, and I'll see you again next time for God is good all the time. And all the time. And all the time. God, God is, is good. good. <laughs>